Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome everybody to the Gallant Few, the Rangers podcast, take two. This is uh, our second attempt. Hopefully we're all, uh, are, we, are we? is the sound much better, Bill? Just give me a big thumbs up. You sound magnificent, Dave. Oh, well, that'll be a first. <laughs> anyway, welcome along everybody and uh, thanks for your patience. Sorry about the aborted, I mean, that was, uh, uh, obviously I, I'm a bit of a technophobe, so we, we, uh, and I lost it. A few technical glitches, but hopefully we're all shiny and new. So, Bill, we've got we've made it to the end. It's uh, all done and dusted. We've not so much put a ribbon on it as uh, a great big bit of string, and uh, we'll launch it into the sea. I think. Well, because we don't, I don't think we'll be speaking about this season very much in uh, years to come. You know, when we look back and say, you know, the treble winning season, this one just will not feature in that conversation. So. Uh, better than to be done with it, but we look at which we're looking ahead. We've got lots to look forward to. Obviously, this summer being huge for us, and Michael Beale. Uh, every time I hear him speak, you know, I actually get quite excited about you know the journey that we're just about to set set out on. I think it's probably two years later than it probably should have been. You know, I think after fifty five, we should have we rang the changes then. I think maybe we were a wee bit hesitant and that, you know, we'd squeeze another wee bit out of it. But hey-ho, it's uh, done and dusted. Sunny days ahead, guys. So we're just going to uh, kick off. And, uh, well, yesterday's game at St Mern, I'll just uh, run through the team, which was a kind of end-of-season team, I would think, with uh, McCrory and goals. Tav, Lundstrom, Suter and Yilmaz across the back. We then had Cantwell, Raskin and Jack with uh, Hadji, uh, just in front of them, it was a 4-3-1-2 with Sakal and Matondo, you know, uh, their sprinters up front. Uh, and off we went against St Myrna. I, would, I mean, I, I didn't actually see the whole game. I've only saw the highlights in the match reports. So, but uh, I think from what, what I saw anyway and, and from what I've read, it had... Uh, End of season, you know, not much to do about anything stamped all over it. But uh, we, we did manage to get the 3-0 win. What was your own take in the game overall? Yeah, um, good result. We came out quite slowly and I think the first 20 minutes, half an hour, we were struggling to really create anything. A uh, bit of an unusual 
lineup. I couldn't really figure out why we had John Lundstrom at centre back and King on the bench. Um, the only thing I thought was King had maybe picked up a knock, but he came on later and and looked absolutely fine. Um, Sakala, I thought, was running at their defence and causing them problems from time to time, but we didn't have the movement off the ball to actually go and create anything. Ridvan played a magnificent pass to Sakala for the first goal, just absolutely sublime defence splitting pass. And that's what got us through and got us over the hump and got that first goal just not long before half-time. Second half, I thought we were very comfortable. I don't think St Mirren really caused us any problems. That boy, Maine, that they have up front, I've uh, you know seen him cause both us and Celtic problems before, just the way that he kind of puts it about, some of the runs that he makes, and his physicality. But I thought our defence handled him well for the most part. Uh, we managed to avoid any major defensive slip-ups, which is not something I get to see every week when I'm on here. So that was pleasing. Um, and I actually thought John Souter played really, really well. I think every time I watch him now, um, I like him more and more, and I think he's going to be a really important player for us in the next few seasons. So, yeah, good game, good result overall. Um, bit flat because, like you say, it's an end-of-season game, but I thought, you know what, what a way to go out. It's, um, you know, go and win 3-0, not a result to complain about. Uh, Sakala getting his two goals, which I thought was great, and really pleased to see Cholak on the score sheet after, you know, the season that he's had starting so well, and then sort of everything dropping away. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad you mentioned John Suter because you've just reminded me because when going through the various uh, match uh, reports, which I I could lay my hands on because, you know, I wanted to just get a, a better grasp of, of what actually happened. So, but John Suter, when we signed him, you know, I was like Scottish defender, you know, he's been a mainstay at Hearts, you know, obviously he's had his injury issues. But I was expecting, you know, someone who's going to be a kind of squad filler and, you know, he's a dyed-in-the-wool Scottish defender. You know, the ball come in at the box, he'll knock it away. John Souter, I have to say, has pleasantly surprised me because he's a far better player than I ever I thought he was. Uh, he's he's very good on on the deck and, you know, he can, he can break out the box uh, which, you know, in the last few games. So I, I honestly didn't know too much about John Suter other than when we played Hearts and he was on the pitch. And in the cup final last year, he, he, he actually played quite well. But when, it, obviously, we knew that he was coming to Ibrox at that time, but his performances for Rangers, this boy is a... Maybe I'm, I'm, I'm reading too much into this, but he's very encouraging. He's actually a good football player. I'm a... Pleasantly surprised with John Souter and the and the standard of football. I mean, he's yeah. almost you know the. I think that boy could play in midfield. You know, there's maybe there's uh, he's he's range of passing. He's aware, you know, when to move, when not to move. He's uh, clearly he has experience of Scottish football. But John Souter has pleasantly surprised me in, in terms of the. Maybe we should. Take one of one of the pins out of Ross Wilson's doll for the John Souter signing, but but certainly no more than that. It would be uh, not. In, but I thought uh, the the defence uh, from the reports, you know, were uh, Lundstrom appearing as centre back was a bit of a surprise. I, I have to say, as you, just for the reason you said that King was was on the bench, why would we be putting John Lundstrom at, at centre half? But they seem to cope. I mean, you're right. I mean, the the boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Main is Curtis Main is just a human battering ram type player, isn't he? I mean, it's yeah. let's get the ball in. You know, they're looking to launch the ball from wherever into the box and hoping that he'll get on the end of it and they, they can get some midfield players forward. But we seem to cope. Actually, when we do read the stats, they're uh, the, the, the shots and we had ten shots and they had eight and on target. They only had one shot on target yeah. in, in the 90, in the ninety minutes. So our defence must have been doing something right. Uh, and I think you know, from the highlights that I saw, we could, the game just you know, ran out one, once we'd, uh, yeah. we'd made the few subs. You know, we had a rain, uh, 69 minutes, you know, we had uh, four subs on and uh, the whole game just kind of petered out. Uh, I think St. Martin were probably eyeing their holiday, whatever they're off to, you know, it just it was a bit of a damp squib. But... It was. I mean, it's all always good to see Rangers win. We, we'll 
But uh, Fashion Sakala, I mean, he scored. I had a kind of running uh, exchange with one of the boys that I go with about Fashion Sakala because he had actually money on Fashion Sakala to score a, a hat trick yesterday. Believe this if you like. <laughs> and before the before the game, I and he was telling me at eighty to one, and I and I offered him five hundred to one. And uh, after Fashion had scored the first goal, I said, you know, the five hundred to one remains on the table. <laughs> <laughs> and then when he scored the second goal, I, I offered him a cash out, a £1.50. <laughs> he, didn't, he, he didn't take me up on it. But then fashion was subbed, so it kind of got me off the hook because I think I would have uh, I mean, made to look extremely silly had uh, fashion popped the hard trick in after a, my, my pre-match run. But in terms of, uh, you know, Yilmaz, I think that boy is also a player. I know we mm-hmm. Barisic did come on, but uh, what, what's your take on Yelmaz? I think this guy is is a really good player. I mean, he's he's different from Borna in that you know he's he's not quite uh, you know as as fond of the cross ball. This boy can play on the deck and he's quite happy to cut inside. I think uh, obviously his his size remains a, an issue, but certainly from the games that I've saw him in so far, I think he uh, he will do a job for us. Yeah, and I, I don't know that his size is an issue. I mean, I actually think he's a little bit better defensively than Barisic. Yeah. You know, he, he doesn't seem to get um, those types of problems that Barisic gets, sort of backing off for a man and all of that. He seems to relish a tackle when he needs to. Um, I like him. He's positive. He's a positive player. He's trying to drive us forward. He's He'll kind of go past the man, but he'll also cut inside sometimes. Um, I, I did see, um, you know, not long after he signed for us, I remember seeing something and I think that it was on some or other Turkish football show on BT Sport, something like that, with a, a, a Turkish pundit on talking about how he's the most exciting young player that Turkey has seen in a generation, you know, which is, um, when you think about some of the great Turkish players over the years, mm-hmm. that's, that's really a claim to make. Um, yeah. So, you know, if we can keep him fit, because this season's been a bit of a disappointment, obviously. It's been just the fact that he's been injured um, and out for so long. He's never really got going. But if we can keep him fit next season, you know, I, I think he's really got a lot to offer. It's his, his positivity driving forward um, and his willingness to get involved. And I think I, I saw on um, maybe one of the social media channels, whatever it was, He's, he's put up a couple of things along the lines of how much he loves being at Rangers and he's looking forward to being in the team next season and all of that. So, you know, he seems content with his place here. Uh, so I think we've got really good things to look forward to with Yilmaz. Yeah, I, th- I think he's uh, he looks the part, this boy. He play it on the deck, as you said. He uh, gets close to the defenders. I think his timing is, is, is very good, you know, which kind of makes up for his... Uh, his lack of height in terms of challenging in the air. I mean, Fashion Sakala isn't the biggest, and, and I think Fashion is, is excellent in the air because, you know, he his timing is just of, of mm-hmm. the jump is, uh, is is very good. Whereas, you know, kind of <clears throat> players who are taller may may not quite have that, but, he, but Fashion has it, and I think Yilmaz has it, and I like him because he's quite tenacious and, yeah. he, and he gets up close where we're born, you know, the standoff thing in, in terms of defending. Hoping that they'll run out of ideas before they get to put the crossover, but not not quite managing it. So anyway, we got to uh, twenty six minutes, and it's the Yilmaz and Fashion combination which uh, makes the breakthrough. Uh, and Fashion, I I thought he did exceptionally well, taking the ball, cuts across, dummies a couple, gets past a few defenders, and then you know, in, in true Sakala fashion, thunders it off the defender and manages to kind of squirm him under him. And, not yeah. so much hit the back of the net, it just rolls over the line. But uh, fashion got us up and running, so he, uh, I, I think fashion is uh, quite a frustrating player for me. And I'm going to nail my colours to the mast here immediately and think, should fashion be a first team player? And my answer is, is no, I just don't think he has got the he's the overall game, his pace, <clears throat> second to none, he's got a lovely touch. <clears throat> But I think he just lacks the composure to be a, a, a forward player. <clears throat> and, you know, just taking that, because obviously you want this to happen at speed. And with fashion, everything happens at speed. But I think he should just, uh, sometimes I want to see him just chip one in the goal rather than absolutely thunder it. He puts yeah. his laces through everything. And 
fortunately, when he put his laces through, it hit the defender, but it squirmed under him, got over the line. So, is fashion, you know, should we cash in? Would you take an offer from fashion Sakala? I I think I would. You mean if there's an offer on the table? I probably, but, um, you know, you have to think about the bigger priority being we are desperately short of strikers. You know, we need to get probably two strikers in. I I don't know if Cholak's staying or not, and that might, you know, sway things a little bit. Um, But at the moment, Sakala is the guy getting the numbers. I know what you're saying, and I I think the same about, you know, it's the composure, it's not the the football brain is what he doesn't have and all of that. And we've all said that he's very frustrating. He's either all sugar or all shite, as we've sometimes said on here. Um, You know, and like those ones yesterday, that, that first goal when he cut across, fired a shot away and... You know, I, I'd sort of had it in my head that as soon as he opened up his body to take the shot, I thought I was going to see it going over the bar. I was really surprised to see it squirming in under the defender. And, you know, sometimes that's great. You just get that bit of luck. That's exactly what you need. Um, but, you know, if you actually look at his numbers across the season, he does get goals. Um, I think when you look at our list of top scorers this season, and I saw a list that, that showed something like the... Um, you know, the minutes per goal type stat. And his was pretty favourable compared to a lot of the other guys. You know, even, I, I know Taverniers were top scorer, but Sakala's minutes per goal, when you consider he's not played nearly as many minutes, he scores fairly frequently. So although he doesn't have that composure and although he is prone to skying the ball four or five times a game when he tries to take a shot, he still gets a lot of goals. Um, yeah. For that reason, and I mean, I, I love his attitude as well. You know, I really do. It's just he gets absolutely stuck in, never gives up, never stops trying, doesn't hide, always wants the ball. Is he the most talented player that we've got? No. Is he the the right guy to lead the line next season as a starter every game? No. But very useful, I think, as a squad player, even coming on as an impact sub, running at defences and things like that. So, yeah, if we got a good offer, fine. But um, I'm more sort of concerned to think about you know, where are we going to get a number nine from? Who is it that's going to be actually starting leading the line? I'm less concerned about whether or not we offload Fashion Sakala. Yeah, I'm thinking, you know, the League Cup final, the Scottish Cup semi-final, you know, where chances presented themselves and and the chances uh, go a begging. And that for me is, is an important part of being a Rangers player. You know, you have to deliver in the big moments as well. You know, because Chris Boyd, rightly or wrongly and fairly or unfairly, depending on how you want to look at it, can I gain the reputation that he was the, you know, a prolific goal yeah. scorer, but come the bigger games, you know, he just probably just didn't have the, the quality, the movement. Well, fashion certainly has that. But I think fashion is, there's a danger that he's going to be kind of pigeonholed in that type of bracket that, yeah, you know, St. Mirren's and, you know, he scored against Hearts. He will, he will chip in, you know, with assists and, and and his goals. But when it comes that you know in the bigger games, he's uh, not to be trusted. Well, maybe not not to be trusted, but he's a bit unreliable, and he will be. He would just lacks that bit of composure. So maybe I uh, maybe I'm being harsh on him, but I think that I if money would. Say uh, someone's to dangle some money in front of me for fashion Sakala. I, I don't think I would be able to resist the, the temptation with the uh, and pretty much the same. I could say I mean, everything I've just said about fashion would be true of Rabbi Matondo because uh, Rabbi had a couple of runs, eh? You know, 60 70 yeah. yards as he did on Wednesday when we played Hearts. And you clearly see uh, that he's got burst, uh, lots of pace and energy, and he's got a nice touch, but there's there's too much of a similarity between the two when even uh, when going back to the Celtic game when we did win 3-0, but I think we could have taken them to the cleaners with a yeah. bit more quality up front, and that's become kind of a bit of a theme with me, which is why I would be looking for Michael Beale to uh, to go, you know, gather in all the money that he can and, and, and flog, you know, wherever he can get, get some money in, you know, and I'm thinking Glenn Kamara here, uh, maybe maybe fashion Sakala, you know the uh, I think Scott Wright's already a done deal. But when whatever transfer fund we get, we need quality up front. Um, and I'm mm-hmm. 
I think, I believe, you know, I've read in social media that Michael Beale is in London this weekend. I'm hoping that he will be uh, pursuing some transfer targets. I'm, I'm, the man will never switch off. So anyway, we uh, fashion pops up in goal number 48 minutes. We uh, He scores the second with, uh, with a, a rather excellent goal, although I would have to say there was a wee question mark with the goalkeeper here, but you know, yeah. he shoots from the edge of the box, and we, which is something that we've been screaming for Rangers players to do. Shoot, shoot, and he did. And hey, presto, he, he gets the goal from it. But it was a lovely piece of football to get himself into that position to take the shot. So I'm probably going to contradict myself here, but because that was that was a nice, a nice run, you know, a, a good striking goal. And uh, we got the goal from it. So it was something I, I would have hoped that we would see far more of. But uh, I, I don't think the goalkeeper covered himself in glory. I'm now sweating, you know, having offered 500 to 1 for a fashion Sakala hat trick. And the texts were, uh, were quite funny, you know, doubled it. But uh, so fashion, and what do you say? I, I think the goalkeeper. Uh, I think that was his first game for St. Mern, and it, and it looked like it that he, uh, he, he he was six foot four or five. You know, I just don't think he covered himself yeah. in glory. But no, I, I I'd expect him to reach that. You know, and um, I mean, you, you can't take anything away from Piscala. He's he's got the shot away, got it on target, and a lot of times he frustrates us because he doesn't do that. You know, um, so you can't take anything away from him. You do expect the keeper to save it. But that's no fashion's fault, um, you know. And it was I was interested uh, what you were saying there about um, you know Sakala and Matondo. They are very much the same the same type of player. So if you're thinking about that, you know, who would we let go if if we had to get rid of one of the two, and who would stay? I, I personally, I think I'd rather keep Sakala just on the yeah. basis that he's done it consistently for us. We've not seen enough of Matondo. Maybe I don't know, but Sakala certainly got a decent goal haul this season. And, yeah, you know, I, I, I would agree with you, Bill. I would agree with you there that fashion, if, if I was to uh, choose between the two of them, I would be inclined to go with, with, with fashion. Just as you say, just for the assists and the goals. Yeah. Because Matondo has, uh, has, has kind of shown in, in wee flashes that, yeah, there is a player in there, but we just don't see it often enough. And, uh, and then, yeah, I, I think so. He's, he's just, he does the same things as Sakala, but probably either not as well or not as consistently. Um, and I was seeing uh, in the chat there some of the listeners talking about Lauren Shankland as a striker, and you know it's about whether we go elsewhere and pay big money or bring in somebody in the SPFL. And I know, um, you know, it's, it's probably controversial to say the least to talk about Shankland or Niz, but it does seem to divide Rangers supporters. But where are you on the two of them? Well, that's a. Uh... Because at the Hearts game on Wednesday, I mean, much like the co- the, the comments I made about Suter, you know, I'm aware of Shankland, you know, and he's not a bad player and he's he's got a good return. But on the game on Wednesday, mm-hmm. I, I just paid a bit more attention to him. And to be honest, I was actually quite impressed with Shankland playing against Rangers on Wednesday. He's got a nice touch and he's, he's quite movement about, you know, and he's he's always mm-hmm. looking to you know lay the ball off and, and, and take a return. So he, he keeps moving. I thought uh, Shankland was actually very good for Hearts on Wednesday, without being without being brilliant. And and so with the view that you know I'm, I'm now got in my mind that you know there has been a rumour that we may be interested in, in Lauren Shankland, but I was uh, I, I would have to say and, and it's not my money so I can say it, I would be inclined to uh, to sound them out on on a fee and and find because I think Lauren Shankland with the possession. And, and, you know, I've got the stats here and, and we mentioned, you know, fashion stats. But when you look at the possession, and we had 70% possession of the game yesterday. Yeah. And, and, you know, so I take some notes, you know, during the course of the season. And as I kind of flick through the pages, 70% is just about the average, you know. And sometimes we're up at, you know, 72, 74% possession. Yeah. So I think Lauren Shankland was to play in a Rangers team that featured Raskin, Yilmaz, Cantwell, who would be feeding him balls, which mm-hmm. uh, he clearly can exploit th- those opportunities. I think maybe he is uh, he just might be a, a player that we could use and, and he would do some damage. 
So I, I could be dead wrong here, but it just uh, when the, during the game on Wednesday, I was I kept a wee eye on him and, and quite I was quite impressed by Lorne Shanklin to be honest. Without and not even expecting to be impre- as impressed as I was, because mm. I'm you know quite happy to write them off either shape, but but he actually uh, he actually did quite well. And and with the quality of the players that you know, hopefully Michael Beale has you know Raskin and and, and Cantwell and, and now Yelma's in the team, people who will you know be able to provide him slide rule passes. I mm-hmm. think maybe this boy would be a would be a nice fit for us, rather than someone who can who can who's an Olympic sprinter. He's actually uh, got a bit of football about him. So yeah, that, yeah that's right. the thing. It's 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 the ability to finish in the footballing brain as well. Um, yeah. I mean, I've seen in some of the comments there, but you know, we've already got Cholak, and why do we need Shankland? And I, I'm probably sitting on that side of the fence. I, I think Shankland's probably well, a fine would, player, but that, yeah, I think Lon Shankland is technically better than than Cholak. You just uh, from what I saw, that uh, mm-hmm. Cholak is a good finisher, but I think Cholak drives you down a certain route in terms of how you want to yeah. play. Because yeah, he's you more, saw more of a target man, maybe, to... isn't he? That yeah, he's he is more your your big target man. Yeah, and you saw it from the goal yesterday. So the ball comes in, there's a header on, and he's on the he's on the end of the header. Bang, one yeah. touch finish. I mean, I, I it would be interesting to do a wee uh, review of Cholak's goals that he's actually scored this season because most of them in the penalty box, actually within the six yard box, or within yeah. touching distance of it, and it's one touch finishes. So. I think that I, I don't see Cholak as being the centre-forward, which Michael Beale wants to build a team round. I think he's more want to play football on the deck with triangles, get to the byline, cut it back, rather than you know lump balls into for Antonio to, to put them <laughs> away. He might be a, a nice fallback position, you know, in terms of if, if plan A is not kind of going according to plan, that we can mix things up a bit. So I, I could see him fulfil a role like that. But I see he's been been in the the news today saying that he's keen to stay and he's looking forward to next season, you know, injury behind him and you know making a contribution. So well I mean he got he scored the goal that took us to the, the, the Champions League last year. So uh, maybe I shouldn't be writing him off just as uh, as as readily as I I would be looking for something a, a bit more in terms of a centre forward, a more footballing player centre type centre forward. I want Todd Cantwell at number nine to be honest, you know, the that, that <laughs> level of energy, you know, technical ability, you know, and, and a goal scoring track record, hopefully. I, I don't think it's a this is a position in which you can go for an experience. I think we need to find someone who's who's quite experienced in that position and, and has a track record. So as to how where Antonio fits in that, I think he would be a squad player. I don't I don't see him being a first team starter. In fact, that's something that I had put down, you know, kind of to, to look at towards the end of the programme tonight in terms of what are we expecting to see in the mm-hmm. summer in terms of, you know, first team players coming in because we need a raft of them, I would suggest. But the, we, we, we'll, we could maybe expand on that later on. But Ross McCrory and uh, another shutout, you know, you'd be doing that day. Ross has only conceded one goal. Robbie. Robbie. Yeah, Robbie, sorry. uh, So, I mean, what he did was, and I I think they only had one shot, as we said, one shot on target, but he tipped, he he did make the save. But uh, I thought he looked, from what I saw in in the highlights, and I found some extended highlights. So, but the boy looks uh, looks like he he can do a job for us. I think it's going to be important that we get uh, some competition for him, but. Is uh, Robbie the, the man for you? Yep, he's. Um, I have to say, he's, I think he's looked very comfortable uh, in the the last few games that he's played. Um, you know, he did. We did. Um, kind of. I think he's lost one goal now, um, which is not bad going at all. I think with McCrory, I th- you know the the jerseys has now. I think it's it's has to lose as far as I'd be concerned. Um, you know, if I'm in charge of picking the team, I think he stays in until he no longer deserves to stay in. Uh, obviously, we've been linked to Jack Butland quite heavily. I don't know if that's actually over the line, uh, 
Um, but to me, I think somebody coming in now, and yeah, it's right, we do need that competition, but somebody coming in now has to be competition for McCrory. Um, you know, McCrory, as far as I'm concerned, he's kind of, he's been biding his time for several years now um, as a, you know, as a number three behind McLaughlin a lot of that time. And I think he's come in, he's played some good games. He's, he's done nothing wrong, really. You know, there was, um, I, I think maybe one or two moments last week where he looked a little bit uncomfortable with uh, the ball coming in, you know, like a high ball coming in right on top of him. Um, and he'd be coming out and his punch on it maybe wasn't that convincing or something like that. But overall, I think he's done really, really well. And yeah, as I say, for me, if, if I'm picking the team, it's, it's his jersey to lose. So yeah. it, it would be disappointing for me to bring in a guy like Butland and just put him, on, put him into the team on the basis of who he is and how much we're paying the guy. Well, I would think that this would be one of our, uh, our pre-season competitions because uh, if if Jack Butland does make the move and I, and I I think he will uh, because the you know the rumours are strong and I think there's clearly quite a bit in it and if Jack Butland is prepared to take the pay cut to come to Rangers and get first team football potentially you know European football the opportunity to win some trophies please then uh, I think that would be a, that would be a nice combination, you know, between Robbie and, and Jack Butland, you know, to compete because uh, I think it's healthy that we have a competition so that the players, you know, are, are, are of the understanding that if they don't perform, then they will not be there. It's just that that we incentive to make sure that they're in the top of their game and that they uh, remain laser focused and, and being the best goalkeeper they can be. So I, I John McLaughlin though, I mean, what, what do we, what happens with John McLaughlin? Do you think he will be a, one of the the movers in the um, summer. Yeah, he may well be a casualty of this transfer window. Uh, you know, I I don't know where Beale sees McLaughlin, but he's he's brought in McCrory to finish the season, if you like. He's obviously he, he maybe fancies McCrory. I I don't know what he's thinking about next season, but um, if we're looking at another keeper, and McCrory is for the moment number one then I would think, you know, that logically kind of relegates John McLaughlin to number three. So is McLaughlin going to be happy at number three? I have no idea. But, um, you know, I, I think Beale probably doesn't fancy him. So for that point of view, yeah, he could well be one of the casualties in this transfer window. And I think that's fine. You know, if we've got two goalkeepers competing for, competing for number one, um, that's that's really what you need. Yeah. I think it's 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 important that we get competition across the, the, the pitch, you know, throughout the team. That I mean, I'm thinking of Barisic and Yilmaz. I would I would be I would be quite prepared to take offers for for Borna, you know, and because we have got uh, where we do have some uh, talent in in the academy, as you know, in our B team is is fullbacks. So I I don't think we would be. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Under huge pressure, Yelmaz goes in. I think uh, Devine is, is shown to be an able deputy at both right and left. So I would have no hesitation of putting that boy back in there. Uh, and if and if we were to uh, get a, an offer for Borna, I, I would... I would be doing business if if it were me. There was a uh, <clears throat> we had 
as, as we said, a Rafa substitutions. You know, so Tav came off and Devine goes on at right back. Yilmaz Barisic, two fullbacks changed. And we had then Arfield coming on for his swan song. Bye bye, Scott. We'll love you to bits. Sakala's replaced by Cholak. Eight minutes later, Tony pops one in. Yeah. Matondo for King, which was a bizarre one. I didn't really just see the. But with, as we said, the whole thing kind of end of season stamped all over it. And we're glad to see the back of it. And we're moving on to pastures new. So it's it really what well, that was what I, the question I was going to come on to, which I mentioned earlier. So from the, the last few games, we've obviously he's rang the changes. Kent's gone, Arfield's gone, uh, Morellis gone, all consigned to history. But how many, if you could put a number on it for first team players, certainly from that squad, I don't see too many of that team featuring in in our the team that we will be we putting out, you know, come the eighth or ninth of August when we go to the Champions League qualifiers. How many of that team? I think there will be four, four maybe five of those players will feature in that team. So Michael Beale now has the task of finding us another half a team, knitting the whole thing together to make sure that we're 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 in the, the in a groove when we go up against uh, whoever yeah. we have to face. It's some challenge. I mean, how's he going to pull this off? Bill? persuade me that he can. <laughs> Well, you think about Champions League qualifiers and you think about the squad, the team that has taken the field a number of times this season. Champions League is a scary prospect. You know, look at what happened to us in the group stages. If you look at what Beale's done, though, and you think kind of slightly longer term than just week to week, if you think about since he came back as manager, you know, we we were... Uh, what would you say we were under Geo? At times we were an absolute horror show. We didn't. We seemed to lack any spine. We seemed to lack any guts to fight in the domestic games, you know. And I think Beale gave us that bit of respectability back. You know, the the humpings that we were getting off of Celtic stopped. And, okay, we've, we, we didn't win the next few games against Celtic, but we certainly didn't get humped. So, you know, from that point of view, I think Beale has shown that he can progress what's already there so we've then brought in Raskin and we've brought in Cantwell in January and he's integrated those two players in the team, they're fantastic players you know. so he's, he's also shown that he can bring new guys in, he can get them to hit the ground running and he can get the best out of them so hopefully over the summer you know, I, I mean you're, you're talking about a big clear out Dave you're talking about 8, 9, 10 players having to come in maybe um, and okay, we're we're moving some guys on that are on maybe big wages like Morelos and Kent, so that will free up wages to bring you guys in. Um, but it's going to be really challenging over the summer. Uh, personally, you know, I think if he can get his signings in and get the right players in, I think he's the man for next season. Yeah, it's going to be tough, you know. Um, if you think about how kind of far ahead, we thought Celtic were over, you know, with the time that Beal came in, we thought Celtic were miles ahead at that time. And they shouldn't have been because, you know, we we just, we went to shit after 55. Uh, we really, we, we downed tools almost and got lazy this season. But if you think about how far ahead that Celtic were and how much Beal has done to catch up with them, over the summer, he brings some good players in, he gets them knitted together, he, you know, Hopefully, come August, that'll be a proper team that takes the park and can actually do things. Uh, the other thing to think about is obviously Celtic probably won't be resting on their laurels. They'll be bringing in players as well. So that'll be what it'll be. You know, Bill's going to have to contend with that. But I think he's the guy, you know, I think he's the guy to do it next season, Dave. I really do. What, what's, what's your feelings just out of interest? I think uh, I'm quite excited by the prospect of, of Michael Beale because, uh, and that's based on, you know, Raskin and Cantwell, to be honest. Because, you know, do, there is the, the argument and you'll hear players who signed for Rangers and Rabbi Matondo, you know, it's a change of environment, you know, and it will take time for him to settle in. So, well, Todd Cantwell's just blown that theory straight out of the water because he just came in absolutely, you know, within a performance or two, here he is, oh, he's scoring regularly. Magic. Man, man of the match, game after game. After, you know, you're thinking, well, Todd didn't wait six months before he kicked <laughs> off. 
<laughs> maybe it's just the type of player that we need. Maybe it's the personality of the player. It's mm. it's that it's the mindset, it's the focus of the players involved, which are as important as their technical ability, their ability to, to hit the ground running. Some some people have the confidence to do it. Some of them, you know, are a wee bit more, you have to ease them in more gently. But maybe we, we should be focusing on the Todd Cantwells rather than, you know, Rabbi Matondos where, you know, oh, he needs a pre-season, you know, he's a well, yeah. well, Todd and, and and Raskin because Raskin came and you know within you know, a game or two he's he looks like he's been there for some time and it's which is a testament to the, to those players as well as the players round about him, I guess but I'm hoping that uh, Michael Beale can pull a few of those in over the summer that uh, when we get to August and and we kick off our league campaign and the Champions League qualifiers that. The work and I, Michael Beale has mentioned this in it, which I was pleased to hear, is that he wants the work done early so that he does get the time on the training pitch, because I think Michael Beale's strength is is probably in, in terms of player development and and his opportunity to put his stamp on this team, and, I, and so that gets me uh, quite excited that he's there's, he's got far more to give us. Than, than you know having to deal with the the remnants you know of of a, a fairly disastrous season and it, what I like about Michael Beale what since he took over is that my one of my complaints again with Gio and, and when we went to places like Putaudre and you know and Tynecastle Easter Road you would have thought that we were going to the Santiago Bernabeu mm-hmm. and in terms of you know how we would set up and it and but uh, Michael Beale just dispensed with that. You know, we go, we're going yeah. there, we're going to win, and we're going to attack. And and you look at the results; his away record since uh, he's actually come in is is excellent. League winning away records, so which that encourages yeah. me. Which so I think I'm hoping that Bisgrove and John Bennett will be uh, pushing the boat out. You know, em- down the back of the city to to get the largest kitty they can for Michael Beale because we have to trust him. We don't have any other option. So we have yeah, to yeah. allow this guy the money, which is why I would be willing to look at, you know, the Barisic Kamaras uh, and, and some of these, the people who are in our team who have been here a few years, who we still still have a residual value, cash in on them and, and convert the, give the money to Michael Beale with a view that he'll get more right than wrong because they won't get them all right. But we need to have a team in place by the end of July, that's fully functioning, and they are, are are tactically aware of what Michael Beale wants them to do. So by the time the league starts, we get to the Champions League qualifiers. We, we're giving ourselves a fighting chance here. So, and I know that. Yeah, it's, uh, it's um, interesting what you were saying about Barisic a few minutes ago. You know, like because um, I, I I'm a big fan of Borna Barisic, um, and I know, I know he's got his faults. You know, I know there's especially. Some of the games against them, where he's he's kind of shut the bed, so to speak. But you know, he's a fantastic crosser of the ball, um, and it, it can be really, really good when he's on his game when he's full of confidence. But I think it, it maybe is the time to move Borna Barisic on. You know, he's he's probably yeah. about the age where he's you know if he's thinking about his career and he's maybe got one last big contract that he can get. You know, um, but to to kind of move him on, get whatever residual value is there. Then, you know, I see Curry's in the comments saying Barisic is boring, but that's no surprise. But get whatever residual value for Barisic is there, free up that wage. I think Kamara we've just we've got to get rid of. You know, Kamara's done absolutely nothing this season. Yeah. He's um yeah, just you know, it's so frustrating from a player who when you watched him last year in the Europa League, was absolutely strolling it against teams like Leipzig and you know, this this season he's done nothing. So I'm I'm definitely with you on that, Dave. That we need Kamara gone. Yeah, I mean, there's the my list of uh, who we should cash in on is gets 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 longer by the every time I think about it. Well, the two two other names who I one is uh, Ryan Jack. Ryan Jack on Wednesday for their second goal gave the ball away in midfield. He then gave the passed the ball to the boy who actually knocked it across, uh, into the goal. So he had, he had two involvements in their second yeah. goal, not, none of which were any good. So I was just we were commenting on Friday night when that we were hoping that there was a fourteen day cooling off period on Ryan Jack's contract <laughs> that we could uh, change our mind 
say no no ryan with uh, a you would and, and i would even be willing to consider offers for for yanis Hadji, you know because if michael beale can convert that to someone who's just a bit a bit more pace then uh obviously yanis Hadji's got well within his capability to prove me dead wrong here and i think he's a cracking player he's technically superb probably one of the most technical best players we have but i would be uh, i would be looking to to churn the whole thing over as i said you know from the team who started yesterday and the team that we've saw the last few weeks four or five of them at best for me the rest clear out because i want michael beal as i've mentioned before ruthless absolutely ruthless rangers need a team that can win yeah. we don't necessarily yeah. need a team that's got yanis hadji in it but if, if yanis hadji's in it then he's there on merit and he's there to contribute and if he doesn't then he's out so I, I, I'm I'm looking for Michael Beale to be absolutely, you know, mafia don ruthless in terms of how he approaches this, so that we get the best players possible into that team. Because next season we can't have another season like 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 this season next year because that's just that's beyond the pale. We have uh, we 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 should be doing better, and I'm hoping that we can. And obviously, it's easy for me to say it. Michael Beale has to deliver it. But I guess uh, Michael knew that when he took the job on. So, yeah, he, he he knew the expectations at Rangers, Dave. There's no two ways about yeah. that. Obviously, uh, what I was saying earlier, you know, to you um, about how this was this was a bad season. You know, it was it was embarrassing at times. Yeah. But if you think about it, since Beale came in, his his record has been absolutely fantastic, and as you, you mentioned, the away record as well. But the number of points that we've got, I think the stat was would have won us five out of the last ten leagues, you know. So, um, although this season's just been an absolute horror show from start to finish, there is that one positive to take away, is that the points tally was really, really good. Um, unfortunately, it still wasn't enough, but um, I think that's a bit of a silver lining there, perhaps. Yeah. I mean, you would have to say, 92 points we finished on, which uh, they obviously finished 99. So they and they've dropped our points. So games that I think that the last few games, you know, where they've dropped points, I don't necessarily think that that would have been the case had had it been a, yeah. still, you know, up for grabs. <clears throat> but I think, you know, Wednesday's result as well, we dropped a couple of points, which I think wouldn't have been the case had it still been up for grabs. So there's, yeah. But I think Michael Beale, in terms of, uh, you know, until it was it was over. That in terms of the his away uh, track record, I thought we were we were excellent. It was it was a refreshing change from Gio's team, where we were going there, and it was. I think he he, he was quite lucky with the game in Aberdeen. You know, and we with Scott Arfield scored us two in you know, ninety yeah. plus minutes to, to win that game, but uh, that would have been a wee hiccup. But we we got by it. Uh, but I think overall, you know, I, I've been quite pleased with Michael Beale's contribution, what I've saw so far, the changes that he's made. And I, I think that we're more, you know, go back to playing football, you know, and with a view that we play at pace and that we uh, kind of like when, when he was the coach at the team, you could see, you know, the high press and there was just much more energy about the team. With Gio all seemed just a bit more lethargic. Obviously, he's had to kind of crank that up a bit from from what he's inherited with it with the current squad. But I'm hoping that with a, with different players, he will get something more akin to what he wants to see. <clears throat> I mean, I've seen Cholax ma- mentioned in the comments there about you know, I I I would keep Cholak because he is a goal scorer and the one touch finishes tell you that. But it's yeah. not the system I think Michael Beale's preference. Is, is the type of football he wants to play, you know, with Raskin and, and Cantwell. And, and maybe Yanis Hadji would be a, another component in this where we play on the deck and it, it, we play very quickly and very active so that, that it's not got the ball to Barisic who's going to lump it in and hopefully Antonio uh, puts it in. And you would have to say our track record this season, having been at the home games watching his cross after cross, after cross, yeah. and you're up against, you know, teams who just pack the penalty box and just yeah. lumping it out, lumping it out. Livingston, Motherwell, Ross County, you know. <clears throat> I was actually watching uh, Forest versus Arsenal last week when 
Forest won the game to kind of end Arsenal's title challenge. And the game was very similar. This was at Forest when Arsenal are going at them and Nottingham Forest have got a back five and then in front of them a back a, a, yeah. a midfield four. And it, it and I think, you know, you feel sorry for Arsenal coming up against that. Because I say that's exactly what we come up against every week. There's yeah. only one team on the pitch that actually wants to play football. Uh, I think, you know, you think about it was um Livingston when we played them at home and we had something like seventy crosses into the box. You know, and we just couldn't convert because yeah. the and I, th- I think Davy Martindale said, you know, that was his, his entire game plan was just to let Rangers lump crosses in and the Livingston backline to head them away. So you're right, Dave, you know, that that's and may- maybe that's part of the problem. Maybe that's why Cholak's maybe not going to work. Maybe Beale's system of keeping it on the deck and moving it yeah. fast, maybe that is what's going to win us games against these types of teams. And the one of the games at St. Johnson this season, away at St. Johnson, would we drop points, we had uh, 21 corners. 21 yeah. corners. And, and you know, and not managed to capitalise on that. So maybe it's not lumping the ball in. Tavernier just kept lumping the ball and lumping the ball and <clears throat> like it was, uh, expecting a different result. And 21 corners, we, and we still uh, didn't get out of there with a result. It's uh, quite disappointing. But I think but the, the encouraging thing for me is that there is change, change throughout the club. And uh, I'm hoping that <clears throat> that's, you know, the, the new brooms come, come, you know, from Bisgrove to John Bennett is uh, going to change things. We are, we're going to take a few risks and I'll loosen the first strings a wee touch because and, and <clears throat> be smart in terms of, you know, who we're bringing in, how much we're paying. <clears throat> and I, I wish them all the luck to do that, but that's pretty much my uh, take on it. So, <clears throat> I mean, I don't know. If, moving on to the uh, kind of women's game, did you see any of that today? I, I didn't. I didn't see a single bit of it. I actually missed. I was watching the the English football. I was watching Everton. When well, um, <clears throat> no, I was actually. Um, we were away out to the a day out at the beach today. It right. was uh, overcast and windy, as it often is up here, but. Uh, Still a nice day out at the beach. I didn't see any football today. I don't. I must say, I don't tend to watch the English football too much. I'm no. I'm not just a huge fan of it. I prefer to watch the Scottish game um, to, to the English football. But no, I, I missed the women's game today. It's the women's game is something I, I have watched some of the football from time to time. It's not something I'm. I follow, you know, all the time. It's but I was I knew that we had the cup mm-hmm. final and we were. 2 0 down by the time I actually got to check it. And, and by that time, <clears throat> I didn't want to see anymore because obviously <laughs> we were up against that lot. And uh, I, I mean, if it was <clears throat> if it was Tiddlywinks, I, I would want to, to beat them. It was uh, it's just that that's the competition. But they, they've had a, a disappointing season, you know, after conceding the league after winning it last year. And yeah. uh, they had the chance to kind of snatch something at the end but we uh, I think from the report I got from one of the boys I know who does follow the women's team we kind of pretty much got our just desserts it was uh, <clears throat> the 2-0 was not against the run of play so uh, moving on but I think you know with the earth manager changing the the wind of change is blowing right through the club so Malky Thompson is, is moving back to the, the, the youth development and someone else will be taking over stepping into oversee the, the women's team next year so hopefully they uh, enjoy the, the same change of luck, fortune that, that the men's team will, will be required next season <clears throat> so in terms of the uh, Tavernier, there's a, another one who kind of splits opinion Bill, James Tavernier is uh, and he's now in the Hall of Fame but what what would be your your comments and James Tavernier, because I think you know you saw from the goals, you know the goal at Easter Road, the goal at Celtic Park, and the boy is is uh, clearly got it. But we we attended the the live show with Hart and Hand on Friday night, and Kevin Thompson was there, and Kevin Thompson was asked the question: What what changes do we need uh, to 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 be more successful to win? You know that is that's ultimately what we require. And his comment was that he would like to see Rangers just have a wee 
bit more nastiness about them. We need a wee nasty streak, you know, yeah. because he was kind of recalling the his time, you know, as in no firm games and with Walter Smith and you know, and he said that he loved to line up in the tunnel and just stare them down, you know, and say, you know, I just can't wait to get you out there and, mm-hmm. and perhaps not concede an inch. So mm-hmm. that was pretty much the the mindset of, of the team that Walter was putting out. And I think we need a, a wee return to that. You know, we need some, and I think, and gosh, I'm maybe heaping far too much on this boy's shoulders. Todd Cantwell has that wee, uh, that wee gallus streak, you know, and, and he's in your face, you know. Yeah, he's he does, yeah. Down to you. So, and Kevin Thompson was saying, we need we need a bit more than that. Than, than Todd can we need some more of that in the team because that's the that, that's what ultimately will get you the he says form and you know your your track record doesn't really count for that much in the old film film games his comment and I'll quote him was it's the team that wants it more that is the team who generally win and I think we uh, <clears throat> we need a bit more of that in our lineup yeah. Um, and you know when you were talking about Thompson's comments and talking about how we need that bit of dig, Cantwell was a player I was thinking about. You know he's he's definitely got it. You saw it with his um, what some folk were calling antics in the last Old Firm game, but I absolutely loved it. I thought it was just magnificent. Yeah. We need more of it. Um, but yeah, we we asking me about Tav. You know I'm I'm a big fan of James Tavernier. I I think he's been absolutely excellent for us. There is. Valid criticism, I think, of Tavernier. Um, there certainly is, especially sometimes um, his defensive side of the game. But, you know, the, the modern fullback, and we've had this conversation a number of times, I think, but the, the, the modern fullback really is sort of about attacking. You know, a lot of the game is about attacking for the modern fullback. So, from that point of view, you know, I, I don't think I'd be harshly criticising Tav's defence. I, I think he does play well uh, defensively and, you know, make clearances, he'll make tackles and all of that. But his, the main part of his game is going forward. And, you know, what a, a fantastic player he's been for us over the years in terms of going forward. Obviously, you know, just the statistics in terms of the number of goals that he's got is absolutely mind-blowing for a right-back. But it's not just his goals, it's it's getting down the wing, linking up, putting crosses in, putting corners in, all of that. Um, but were you talking about, you know, the, the sort of future and thinking about things like captains and all of that? You know, Tav's maybe got a couple of years where he'll, he'll still be the captain, but in a longer term, you know, somebody else is going to grow into that role or move into that role. Um and it would be nice to see somebody like Cantwell that's really got that bit about him, you know, that bit of dig. Because um, I know I ha- Tav can have it from time to time, but I think Cantwell has absolutely got it in spades, you know, and I would like to see somebody with that real kind of personality being the next Rangers captain after Tav. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, Kevin, he was also asked, you know, who's the best player that you've uh, played with, you know, at Rangers? And he was quite emphatic. It was Barry Ferguson. Barry Ferguson was the best player, and and he also commented on on you know, Barry's you know mentality and and you know he had that, that bit of swagger about him you know along the lines of Todd, and you know it just kind of resonated with me that you know that's we need a bit more of that and that type of player in our team where we are. Because Kevin was was quite you know upfront saying I, I wasn't the you know the most technically gifted you know player in the team and that you know there are others way ahead of me he says but in terms of commitment then I could match any of them he says that that that's what uh, Walter expected of me and you know and if and if I didn't deliver then he would let me know so that was it, it was an interesting to hear that because it, it just in terms of of the transition of our squad at the moment. And Kevin just kind of highlighting some of the attributes that we we need to kind of pick up on for us to be moving from you know ninety two points to the ninety nine points that all win is the bloody thing, and yeah. uh, I, it was just uh, gave me food for thought in terms of 
you know, the, t- the types of changes. So, I mean, someone's commented that, uh, you know, Davies, you know, for writing them all off, who have no bloody players left. And uh, I, I, I would be, uh, I would be, there's only, as we said, very few of them. Suter has surprised me and I would keep him. Uh, go Connor Goldson, Ben Davis, we would, I'm hoping we'll cash in on. I think he moved yeah. back south. But there's uh, Tavernier I would keep because Tavernier, is uh, I mean his, his stats are just insane, aren't they? I mean just as a as a right back, and interestingly, you know the last old firm game, I think Tav focused more on the defensive side of his of his game that day, just to uh, you know because there uh, he was up against uh, Yota and and did very well, but he seemed to be kind of fo- more focused on that than than any other aspect of the pitch, and I, and I think he he actually came out of it quite well, so it's good to know that he can do it. Because I think he feels the responsibility that he has to get forward and and make things happen. He's the skipper, so I think that added responsibility has him, you know, affects the way that he plays because yeah. he feel yeah he, he has that added responsibility. But certainly Tav has been a, has been an absolute star for us. He'll be uh, he'll be uh, he'll be in our captain next year, no doubt about it. Hopefully, we'll lift that bloody trophy again. So, Bill, is there uh, anything else that you you think we should be touching on here, just as we bring this season to a close? Is it's it has been disappointing, but there there are you know some optimism here. There's there's some rays of sunlight, you know, which we could clinging on to that uh, Michael Beale has arrived. You know, the, the changes that he's initially made. So, although it's been it hasn't been our best ever season, but I'm still quite hopeful for next season. What I mean. What's your take on it? it? Just at this time, you know, with with the changes that have been made. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you know, like what you were saying earlier about changes right up and down the club this season. And, you know, we've got a new CEO and all of that. We've got Beale, who I think is a very positive and still got a young manager, you know, very positive outlook for the future, I think. So I, I'm really, really optimistic We've got guys like Cantwell, who I, I think, you know, the, there's no Rangers supporter out there at this point in time who's not absolutely head over heels But Todd Cantwell. I, I think we all love him. He's, some of us feel as if maybe he's the best thing to have happened to us probably since the the unpleasantness of the, the kind of 2011-2012 period, I, you know, so it's... There's there's a lot of a case for optimism. I think um, you know we could look forward to some really really good things next season. Um, you were talking about sort of uh, maybe keeping four or five of the current squad and bringing in all new guys. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. We've already signed the guy Devil. Is it from Norwich? Um, yeah. So you know I, I'm wondering how much Beale's going to look to that type of market over the summer to bring players in. Um, but yeah, looking forward to it. Um, if you know he's he's backed, like you were talking about, and there's the the money's put out there, then you know if he gets the right players in, I I think we've got a real chance next season. I certainly I don't think we're that far away from Celtic. I mean, we've got Kieran Dowell already signed; he's on the book, so he'll be a. a hitting uh, Ockenhowie, you know, after the break. We've got Tom Lawrence to look forward to. Yeah. So, you know, when he gets back in there, so it'd be, in, I think Tom Lawrence would be, you know, more of a, a Bill type player. You know, a he, he really looked a player at the start of the season. You know, he, he looked like he was going yeah. to be excellent for us yeah. until he got that injury. Uh, with a goal threat, you know, because he, he looks like he's, uh, you know, the archetypal, uh, Michael Beale type player, boxy box midfielder, you know, who's who's got an eye for goals. Uh, so yeah. it would be we're looking forward to, to see him back in. But I think the the key area for me in, in terms of signings would be the forward line. Someone's mentioned, you know, we two wingers and we need two centre forwards, and uh, I, I certainly would not argue with that. We do need quality up front, and if uh, that would that would be in terms of priorities that would be we need goals because the you look at the, the league table this season in terms of the number of goals we've scored when you look at the amount of possession that we enjoy in games 
and the, the shots on target that we have and you know just yeah. the, the, the churn through of, of, of possession that we have and we don't convert that to goals that's got to change because it's uh, we we just have a lot of the ball and we just haven't got the quality so I, th- I think Michael I'm sure Michael Beal knows all this and, and, and then some so I'm only a uh, positing, you know, what <clears throat> Michael Beale already is, is acutely aware of, you know, when uh, Mike, when Morellis kind of dropped off a cliff and because he's been going through the motions for some time, but, you know, we, we loved Alfie to bits and, and, and he, he's a smashing football player, but he's not a smashing team player, so, I mean, I love Alfie to bits, but to be honest, I'm glad to see the back of him because I think we, uh, we relied on him when you know we had we we didn't have enormous quality throughout the team, but he was that bit of quality that could make the difference. Yeah. I'm hoping that we uh, can move away to a, a more more blended, you know, in terms of uh, Rangers team where we we have quality throughout, and 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 first and foremost the guys stick together. And can I much show what Kevin Thompson was speaking about in Friday? I, I can find myself. I was was agreeing with him, saying, "God, get get Kevin in there." And I, he actually mentioned you know, he was asked the question about returning to Ibrox, and I think it's uh, close to his heart. We would love to see it, and if certainly that influence would uh, would not go amiss in in terms of our coaching staff, because Kevin gets it. Well, on that note, as uh, we're going to just kind of wrap it up, I think we we have rolled past the hour, and so it's it'll be. Uh, I'm not sure what the the pod will be bringing on Thursday night. I think it will be a probably a another post match uh, post season you know, analysis of, of where we go. Hopefully, we'll have a well, a few of few of the guys back. We'll we'll take the night off and and, and just make a sarcastic remarks in the comments. So thank you very much, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Dave. And uh, so everyone who's uh, we we'll, we will uh, continue with the pod throughout the summer. There'll be a, there's going to be a quiz coming your way very soon. I'm not sure exactly what the date is, but Colin will forward the details. This could be quite embarrassing. <laughs> I hope it's not live. That I, that I I do get a chance to edit my answers, but uh, we're going to go for it. And another wee shout out. Well, when we were there on Friday night, we met Shona, who introduced herself. So uh, and we know Shona watches the the gallant few from time to time. She she was uh, she, she was very complimentary, and uh, we had we had a nice wee chat with her. So thank you, Shona, for that. And uh, do put sub- uh, pay the subscription. It's a pound. You know, it's just outrageous value. I mean, what would you get for a pound these days? I, would you bend over the street to pick up a pound these days? Send us a pound, and uh, we can get lots of them and, and help the pod along. So. Thanks very much, guys. And always remember, we are the people. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 